Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Beat the House with your host here, Justin Everett. Got another great show to kick off the new week here on Monday. Going to recap the betting weekend. We have some action between the NBA as well as the NFL divisional round. We also have uh, next week for Sunday, NFL championship week is set to see who will go to the Super Bowl out here in Vegas between the Detroit Lions and the San Francisco 49ers, as well as in the AFC, have a, a matchup of some top quarterbacks in Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes. So going to share some thoughts, some quick thoughts and uh, some early lines, you know, for, for that matchup, as well as, you know, recapping, you know, what we saw from the action, um, you know, yesterday in the division around between the Lions and the Buccaneers. And the game that will get talked about the most and how it went down between the Bills and the Chiefs. Going to share some thoughts on that as well. Also, uh, there was still some, some great, you know, NBA games that went down yesterday. Um, you know, with the, uh, Clippers and the Brooklyn Nets, um, the early matinee game, you know, the Lakers and the Blazers also ended the night cap, um, in LA against the against the the Lakers and the Blazers there but there was something in, quite interesting that took place you know after the game in the uh uh post game you know uh press conferences either on the floor or at the podium from a couple players from the Lakers so I'm going to share some thoughts with that as well as I have a, a best bet for you know tonight uh from uh, tonight's Monday card pretty light card but was able to find the best bet out to give to you guys here. So um going to jump into the show. But before we do, uh just a quick reminder, if you haven't already, to head over to Apple or Spotify and just drop a quick rating or review, subscribe, and uh, share the show. Um, You know, I've been doing really well here the last few months. And, uh, you know, to start, you know, the new month of January for 2024, been doing really well here. So, I appreciate all the listeners, all the followers, you know, the sharing of the show. And uh, let's continue to grow, uh, to continue to grow the show, um, you know, by, you know, sharing it and spreading it out to uh, people that are, you know, looking for shows like this when they're talking about sports or sports betting. And, you know, just giving my unique um, perspective on, you know, different situations and a, a different type of handicap where you're going to hear a little bit about every style when it comes to line movements, betting splits, predictive stats, uh, you know, breaking down matchups to where I see the key factor being, you know, for each matchup, you know, that we handicap here. So like I said, appreciate, you know, everybody, um, you know, listening and tuning in from, you know, when this, uh, when I started this show in July, I'm still learning some things, you know, to, to help improve the show, to add to the show. So, you know, you follow me on uh, on X, you know, smooth underscore 702. Um, you know, you could, you know, let me know what you think of this show. Let me know what you think about the picks, the handicaps, you know, everything, you know, given out is free. And everything, every pick given out on here is also a, a play of my own that I play myself. So you can follow and track my, you know, record and data and stuff on my action page, which I tweet out, you know, quite often, you know, on days where I don't do the show. Or you want to still follow pics, you can follow that uh, follow that page as well. So with that being out the way, you know, let's get into the show and let's just quickly recap, you know, the betting weekend 
just three picks over the weekend. And we went two and one, um, two coming out of the NFL divisional round between the uh, Packers plus nine and a half and Bucks plus six and a half. Uh, Packers plus nine and a half was really, you know, never in doubt. Um, now I got to tell you, you know, as a 49ers fan, um, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a sports handicapper, a sports better first before I'm a fan. And when that line came out, I just felt, um, you know, just felt that it was way off as I did not view the Packers as your typical seven seed and a, a team that lands in the seven seed, you know, perform and play the way, um, you know, that they, that they have. It just did not line up with, you know, uh, what, with what a typical seven seed is. Um, you know, dating back to the last, you know, few years with the Green Bay Packers, um, they, they produced a back to back, you know, MVP and Aaron Rodgers. And, you know, dating back to last year, you know, their, uh, Aaron Rodgers last year with Green Bay, it was his, um, you know, the game went down to, uh, their playoff hopes went down to the last game of the season last year and they lost that game to the Detroit Lions. So, you know, from last year to this year, it wasn't a whole lot of turnover in their roster. You know, they were really um, young, especially in their uh, receiver positions and tight end positions. But a lot of the um, players that they had on defense from the last couple of years that, you know, um, that they were, went to the playoffs with, went to an NFC championship game, uh, with and went to the division around with, uh, a lot of those defensive players were still there. And a lot of the offensive players, uh, wide receivers and skill position players were still there from a year ago as well. And, you know, moving, uh, moving on from Aaron Rodgers to Jordan Love gave, uh, he needed about a half, a half of the season to develop and to find a rhythm and get, you know, just comfortable in setting, setting a, um, you know, uh, some type of chemistry, you know, with his young receiver core with actual with playing actual games. And, you know, you can practice all you want. You can run as many drills all you want. You can break down as much film as you want, but nothing can really get you prepared, uh, you know, for a rhythm more so than playing the actual game. And I think that goes for any sport. So, you know, once, you know, the midway point of the season hit, you know, from that point on, you know, Jordan Love was, you know, one of the top three uh, quarterbacks in the league uh, for the season. He finished second overall in uh, in touchdown passes. Um, he, you know, was top 10 or better in total yards and in yards per game. And, you know, the Packers themselves, even though they cover the number nine and a half and, you know, that was never really in doubt. They probably felt that they needed, they should have won that game as well. You know, uh, for a large part of it, you know, they were outplaying the 49ers, moving the ball up and down and getting, you know, uh, some, some critical stops on defense against the 49ers. But, um, there were some, some crucial plays, you know, for both teams, uh, that, you know, the, that the 49ers, you know, made and the Packers didn't, you know, very early in the game, the, um, the secondary of Green Bay, uh, Darnell Savage comes to mind first. You know, he had a, a pretty much a, of a pick six, um, you know, thrown his way. He, he wasn't able to come down with the ball and the 49ers drive stayed alive. 
and, you know, opportunities where the 49ers had to uh, make their interceptions, they did, you know, with none better being with uh, Dre, Dre Greenlaw, um, you know, getting the pick at the end of the game to seal it. And I don't know if he, if he, uh, had the 49ers minus nine and a half, cause all he had to do was just simply go down once he made the pick and the game was over, but he was trying to return it for a pick six. But, you know, luckily, uh, he was brought down and the 49ers just had to, uh, you know, go to victory formation and, and end the game and win by three, move on, move, move on to the NFC championship game. And, you know, on Friday, on the Friday show, I gave out, um, Packers plus nine and a half, but I also had put out, you know, um, just a little, you know, half a unit or whatever, you know, in case on the Packers to win the Super Bowl at 25 to one, if they were to win that game. And, you know, they had, uh, plenty of chances to, um, I believe that, uh, the winner of that game between the Packers and Niners was going to go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. So that's why I put that ticket out there, you know, for, you know, Packers future to win the Super Bowl, just in case they were to win. Um, but as a Niners fan, I'm, I'm glad I was wrong on them, you know, not winning that game and just covering the number and, and my Niners move on to, the NFC Championship game, where they'd be taking the Detroit Lions, where they're uh, seven point, uh, open up at seven point favorites, total set at 51. Um, did have an NBA play over the weekend that went uh, 1 0, the Cavs on the money line, minus 140 against the Atlanta Hawks, that um, that cashed for us on a Saturday. And with the month of January coming to a close, we're uh, going to be pretty profitable, um, you know, right now um, on the 22nd here, we currently sit at 29, 16 and one over the last, you know, 30 days so far for the month of January at 64 uh, percent with 15.38 units one so far and a return on investment of 19.17 percent which is pretty great. And we want to keep that going with about a week left of, of this month to close the month out strong. Let's look to build on that and let's look to capitalize on that. So uh, let's move over and let's talk about the, the matchups here that we have for NFL championship week next week on Sunday. Like I mentioned earlier, we have the Ravens um, minus three um, against the chiefs at 44 and a half. And the 49ers, I mentioned, you know, minus seven uh, versus the Lions at 51. Uh, that'll be taking place uh, in the Bay here. Uh, Ravens also hosting the Chiefs. I think this is the first time in a long time that they're hosting the AFC Championship game. And, you know, the Chiefs getting points. You know, Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, they moved to nine, one and one against the spread as an underdog. I think, you know, since. Patrick Mahomes has taken over, you know, as the starting quarterback there. And just speaking about the Bills, um, I didn't pick the Bills, you know. You know, I didn't have any dog in the fight in that game against the Chiefs there. But my my numbers and my handicap was to pick the Bills money line, but I just didn't pull the trigger on it. And, you know, before the game started, I said to a friend that if the Bills don't win this game, then they may not ever beat the Chiefs as long as they have Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes because 
at this point, losing to, you know, the Chiefs again is more of a psychological thing. Um, this year, uh, it was probably their best opportunity to beat the, uh, to beat the Chiefs where they had home field advantage. Um, they had just as good a defense as the Chiefs. And, you know, coming into this game, their offense had been performing a lot better. Uh, then Kansas City, you know, ever since they m- moved uh, moved on from Ken Dorsey to Joe Brady. And, you know, once the game got started and things started to unfold, um, the Chiefs were right, you know, were right in the ball game. You know, and the Bills' last drive, you know, they were driving to um, kick the game time field goal to try to send it into overtime. But there was a – and then obviously that was a miss wide right. But there were some other, you know, plays that – or calls, um, questionable calls made by, you know, Sean McDermott, you know, going for it on fourth down, uh, in your own territory, you know, with that fake punt and not even really coming close, you know, to, to, to gaining uh, a first down. And, you know, the defense bailed them out by, you know, forcing that fumble out of the end zone for a touchback and getting the ball back and them not really, and then the, the Bills offense not really able to do anything with the ball. You know, once they created that turnover, they had like a three and out or a really short possession of the ball and punting it back to the Chiefs. But uh like I said, you know, just at this point now, um with the Bills, um it's, it almost reminds me of how, you know, when, you know, LeBron James uh was with the Cleveland Cavaliers and anytime he matched up with the Toronto Raptors in the in the playoffs, um, they just weren't able to beat him. Uh, they just uh, the Cavs, you know, swept the Raptors. They beat the Raptors. You know, they had the Raptors had games where they would win in the series, and it just didn't matter because it was, at that point uh, the Cavs had beaten them so much. It was just a psychological thing that they knew that you know they'll come back. And beat, you know, the Raptors when it mattered most. And, you know, right now, uh, in this, you know, I, I don't know if you want to call it a rivalry because the Bills have never beaten the Chiefs in the, in the postseason when it's mattered the most. Um, but this, you know, this reminds me, you know, of, of that, you know, Le, Lebronto, uh, thing, you know, with the, the, with the Cleveland class and the Toronto Raptors in the NBA. So, um, Overall, you know, just great games to watch over the weekend there. Started off with the Packers and the 49ers. Uh, only real one blowout was the Ravens, you know, taking care of the young Texans team, uh, who, you know, I enjoy, you know, watching a lot, you know, watching them grow, watching CJ Stroud. Um, he's obviously going to wrap up the offensive rookie of the year award. He's, he was in the running for a long time throughout the regular season for, you know, a MVP. Um, but I like what they're doing over there in Houston. But, you know, Baltimore was just a little bit too much uh, to handle for them. So we got great uh, NFL Championship Week matchups between two Titans at the quarterback uh, in Lamar Jackson, who's going to be a two-time MVP going up against Patrick Mahomes, who is a two-time MVP. And, you know, the 49ers, you know, my 49ers in the NFC Championship game for the fourth time in the last five years with a chance to come to Vegas and represent the NFC for the Super Bowl. 
and the Lions, you know, making the NFC title game for the first time, I believe, in, you know, 30 plus years, um, you know, led by Jared Goff, who the Niners are very familiar with as he goes back to his time, you know, with the uh, Rams there with, with Sean McVay. So there'll be some more great games, you know, to decide who's going to play for the Super Bowl out here in Vegas and uh, be breaking down those matchups, you know, on the Wednesday show. And it comes to, you know, um, you know, picking the picking the side there. So you know, that'll wrap up the NFL talk. Let's talk a little bit about the NBA because there was some great uh, action that took place, you know, yesterday, you know, while these divisional round games were wrapping up. And I'm going to start with the Clippers and the Nets game. You know, Clippers, this was inter- interesting story. Uh, the Clippers were coming into this game with four days off. And, you know, throughout this game, you know, they looked like, it. you know, they were very rusty, uh, missed a lot of key shots, you know, that they had been, you know, hitting before, you know, they went on this four day rest. And, you know, the Clippers opened up as 11, 11 and a half point favorites. And at most shops across the board, it closed around 10 or 10 and a half. And, you know, they win the game 125 to 114. So they get the win and the cover, you know, but if you uh, kept an eye on this game or watched this game at all, um, they didn't really, they didn't take off uh, on the nets until the fourth quarter. Um, and that's so much so uh, entering the fourth quarter, you know, they were in, in a point in the game in the fourth quarter, you know, they were down by 18 points. Uh, didn't get a great game for Paul George, at least from a shooting standpoint. I believe he was like five from 17. Um, but Russell Westbrook, um, you know, when this, when that Clippers team, uh, lacked energy and, uh, effort, uh, he was inserted into the game. And from the moment he came into the game, you know, he, uh, kept the Clippers in it, uh, making plays all over the floor, whether it be on defense or on offense. He finished the game with 23 points, nine rebounds, six assists off the bench. And in that fourth quarter, uh, Russell Westbrook at six two, six three, maybe six three, six four, two hundred pounds or so. Uh, he would he took on the challenge of guarding Nick Claxton because Nick Claxton, um, just you know kept getting you know free dives to the basket with uh, easy lives, putbacks, and things of that nature. Um, and uh, Ivanka Zubak, the starting center for the uh, for the Clippers, who's a very you know key piece, um, is going to be out you know for at least a month and the options that the Clippers had at their center spot just wasn't getting the job done. So Russell Westbrook earned the uh, right to, to close out the game from, you know, the play, you know, and his production and the energy that he brought to the floor. And in the fourth quarter, you know, he was guarding, you know, seven foot, you know, long, you know, wings banded, uh, uh, Nick Claxton, and the Clippers closed the game out with a 22 to zero run to take their first lead in of the game in the first quarter, in the fourth quarter, and um, go on a 22 0 run to close the game out to get the win and the cover. And uh, crypto was going, uh, the crypto arena was going crazy, you know, for the Clippers while they were going on this run. And it was led by Russell Westbrook. And then, you know, once they got, Got the lead, uh, Kawhi Leonard, James Harden, and the rest of the guys, you know, chipped in and, and, uh, and closed, and closed the, uh, the game out and, uh, picked up the win there. So, uh, that was, um, 
something that stood out to me from from the NBA, and then also something else that stood out, you know, to me from the NBA with the other LA team, uh, the Lakers against the uh, beat the Blazers. They were laying uh, close at eleven and a half. They win one thirty four one ten. Uh, D'Angelo Russell has a great game. He goes for thirty four points and eight assists. And Russell has been playing great ever since being reinserted back into the starting lineup. Uh, about three or four games ago, he's averaging, you know, uh, 27 points, uh, shooting very efficient from the field. But something that stood out to me that let me know that something could be coming soon, you know, with the Lakers. And after, well, once the game was winding down and they had the game in balance and the starters were on the bench, uh, the camera cut to the Lakers bench while the clock was winding down and the face of D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura um, did not look celebratory in, in, in getting the win. In fact, it looked like they had been crying. Um, they looked like they had lost the game rather than, you know, winning the game. And with uh, D'Angelo Russell pretty much being the player of the game, he did not look as excited and thrilled about, uh, about that, you know, um, you know, from other games. And uh, he said some pretty, um, I, you know, eye raising things in his uh, post game interview that, you know, probably, you know, leads to me that um, he's on his way out, you know, as a Laker um, with some type of trade package that you know, we've been hearing rumors um, a lot surrounding him in the trade package for, you know, D'Angelo Russell. We've also, you know, heard links of, uh, you know, the Lakers linked to, to Zach Levine. Me personally, I think the Lakers are, you know, uh, scared to go all in for Zach Levine just because of his, uh, his contract that he signed, you know, a couple seasons ago that kicks in to about 40 plus million over the next two or three years or so. Um, but it did look like, you know, with the way that D'Angelo Russell and Rui Hachimura was acting after the game, you know, that they're on their way out as Lakers. Uh, here pretty soon and um you know i have thoughts on that and uh but i won't i won't care to get into those um um you know today until you know something is official that these guys are are, are really actually on the move out of la so that's just something that stood out to me in the the light card that took place yesterday in the nba but let's move over to the card that we have tonight um, another another pretty light one, not that many games uh, going on, but was still able to find a, a best bet. Um, the Bucks would be taking on the Pistons. Uh, they took they played each other, you know, over the weekend, and it was a pretty competitive game uh, from the Pistons. The Bucks defense is just you know not championship caliber. They're going to need to do something at the trade deadline to try to shore up their defense, but uh, they're laying twelve again against the Bucks total set at two forty seven. Um, we got the Spurs and the Sixers getting together in Philadelphia, Philadelphia laying 14 and a half total set at 237. Um, this is a weird line that stood out to me seeing how, you know, the Raptors have not been playing all that great as of lately. And they're laying seven to the Grizzlies, uh, total set at 226 and a half right now. Uh, the T-Wolves coming off of a, Tough loss at home against the Oklahoma City Thunder over the weekend. They're going to be taking on the Hornets. Totals, uh, total set at 218.5. T-Wolves laying 14.5. Uh, this will be one of the better matchups of the day, but the Celtics are on 
the second end of a back-to-back playing their third game in four nights. Uh, this is one of the biggest reasons that kept me away from this game. But Celtics land three and a half, uh, total set at 239, uh, as well as uh, ne- another matchup, the Suns and the Bulls. Suns uh, land five, total set at 229. And also the uh, Hawks will be getting together with the Kings in Sacramento. Uh, Trey Young likely not in this game as he went into concussion protocol yesterday. Um, Kings land eight, total set at 237. But uh, my best bet will come from, you know, back in the team that we backed on Saturday and uh, the, the Cleveland Cavaliers taking on the Orlando Magic. Um, Cavs are, are currently laying minus one and a half, uh, total set at 215 and a half. Uh, overnight, you know, they were getting, you know, about one, one and a half, but they moved from a small dog to a small favorite overnight. But I still like the Cavs here. And I'm going to look to play them on the money line, minus 125. You know, my numbers made this game the Cavs favorite by 4.37 points. And over the last five games, the Cavs, they have the best overall net rating at 18.1. And they also have the best defensive rating and uh, the best opponent points per game average given up there. Um, while the Magic, you know, comparing them to the last five games as well, even though they're coming off a win there uh, over the Heat, you know, yesterday, they still rank 18th in overall net rating over their last five games with a negative 1.3. Um, and the Cavs defense, you know, they've held their last, you know, three opponents in a row under 100 points. And the Magic, they're not a, a strong offensive team. Um, and they're also coming into this matchup. Uh, on the second end of a back-to-back, playing their third game in four days and their fourth game in six days. So I'm expecting a little bit of fatigue, you know, to set in with Orlando here, uh, going up against a defense uh, uh, like Cleveland that's, you know, on a six- or seven-game winning streak or so. So uh, I'm taking the Cavs uh, to get another win here to keep that winning streak going. And also currently, you know, 72% of tickets, 75% of money, coming in on Cleveland with line movement going in their direction. But you look towards the money line uh, or the uh, yeah the money line betting splits, about 68% of the uh, tickets and 80-plus percent of the money coming in on the Cavs to win the game outright. So I'm playing the Cavs tonight as the best bet, as NBA is the only thing. Well, NBA and college basketball are only two sports going right now. And uh, best bet, you know, to get the, get the new week started off here on Monday – Going with the Cavs, minus 125 on the money line just to get the win outright over the Orlando Magic. So with that being said, guys, that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. And um, I will catch up with you guys on Wednesday where we'll be, you know, breaking down more of the uh, championship week uh, for Sunday coming up in the NFL between the Ravens and the Chiefs and the Lions and the 49ers. Uh, gonna have some sides uh, to get down on with that and maybe looking to you know some player props and take advantage of some defenses as well but, but for tonight for tonight on Monday let's root on the Cavs let's start the week off uh, right you know with another win here let's look to close uh, the month of January out you know strong uh, as this is the final week you know uh, for uh, for this month and let's look to close it out strong here so that's being said, guys. Wish you guys best of luck. Appreciate you tuning in, and I will catch up with you on Wednesday.